Hey TRB fans, it's James here, and I just wanted to tell you about JewelryBrands.shop. It's a great place to find Star Wars pins, necklaces, cufflinks, money clips, and so much more. Personally, I love shopping by character, because I can click on the child and see everything Grogu all in one place. And if you do decide to pick something up, make sure you use promo code TRB at checkout to get 10% off your purchase. Again, that's JewelryBrands.shop and promo code TRB. Enjoy the episode, and may the Force be with you. You're listening to this broadcast. Air part of the Welcome back to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thanks for joining us on this Monday. August has arrived. Summer is flying by. But the good news is, for people who, I guess, don't like like summer leaving, is that we're getting closer to new Star Wars shows. We're four months away from the Book of Boba Fett. And then before you know it, you know, go back and listen to our episode from Thursday. 2022 is going to be an absolute beast of a year, which includes the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And we're going to talk a little bit about what we might be getting in that show uh, based on current rumors. Uh, and, and doing that with me, as always, is James Bainey and Lacey Gillerin. Uh, how's it going? Uh, how's uh, How was your July and how's, how's your August starting off, more importantly? Because we live in the present here in the base. We don't look back. We always look forward to the future to the horizon july was good uh july was fun i i feel um i don't know i feel like this year's still kind of flying by in a way uh we're already in july that seems pretty quick and just certain things that i look forward to like celebration for instance when they like moved it like time didn't move just that thing but all of a sudden it felt like something that was what would you say like uh, 16 months away or something like that all of a sudden just become 12 months away you know like instantly so it felt like we just we we skipped like four months or something because now we're only a year away but <clears throat> it was just because the date moved but that's like the number one thing I'm looking forward to you know so it's like it feels like time is just like flying by yeah I'm a fall person so I am more excited about fall than summer Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be that crazy person right now. The other day I was at home and I literally said out loud, I can't wait for Christmas. <laughs> I love Christmas. Wow. I, I love fall. I love winter. Um, and then actually my sisters are coming to visit for Christmas this year. And they haven't been here for Christmas for like probably like 15 years. So nice. it's really exciting uh, that they're coming. So that's kind of like where's driving my excitement um, I'm also that weird person that checks when stores put out Halloween stuff because I really love Halloween. So I've, I've been doing that as well. And people are probably like, shut up, you're annoying. And I'm like, I just love spooky stuff, but not <laughs> super scary. Let's yeah. be clear. Spooky. No, not super. Just like fun pumpkins. Bennett yeah. loves spooky stuff. And we're in the process of planning his birthday party, which is different every single week. He's like, I want, <laughs> I want. He's at that uh, age that he could just change his mind. Yeah, yeah, Disney dogs. No, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. No, Toy Story. No, Paw Patrol. <laughs> like, it's oh, just man. always constantly changing. Um, I think the one we're actually doing right now, which is weird, but I, it might be the one that lands, is uh, Snoopy and Woodstock because he's he's been big into peanuts recently. Oh, that's cute, though. I really yeah. like Disney dogs. What a creative Pinterest theme for him to choose. I taught. Yeah. D- yeah. Um, I can see like Disney dog. Pluto. Pluto. The... Oh, right. And Goofy. Yeah. Goofy's not a dog. Yeah, he is. I don't think so. I think he's a goof. First of all, I think he's just his own thing. All right. Goofy's not a dog. No. I mean, the question was always why Goofy gets to wear clothes and, like, walk upright and Pluto doesn't. But I think it's what James is saying. Like, he is part dog, but not fully. Oh, He's also debatably a dog. cow because his, like, significant is other is Clarabelle. Dog. 
I love how James knows the cinematic I mean, universe we've had, we've and inner workings this. of the Disney I mean, characters. hey, there's also, you know, Mickey Mouse right, Clubhouse. Wikipedia says Goofy's a dog. It does? So, he says he's a tall anthropomorphic dog. Are you who familiar with that word? typically wears a turtleneck and a vest. <laughs> Yo, Goofy movie is one of the best movies, so... Goofy's whatever. amazing. I, I love Goofy. Um... I can't wait to see where that ends up, James. Disney Dogs was my number one pick, but it's Bennett's day, you know? Yeah, he. I also taught him, uh, ain't no party like a Woodstock party because a Woodstock party don't stop, and he, like, loves... He says it all the time. Nice. <laughs> Very good. I like that. Um. So, and that's... that's uh, September, right? Yeah, so you, got, you got some Late time. September. You got the t- you got some time to change that about five more times. Oh, five, five in a day, buddy. He changes yeah, right. all the time. Yeah, Johnny's that way too. It's one day it's dinosaurs, the next day it's Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Who, the, who the heck knows? Because his birthday's his third birthday's coming up in a few weeks, and we're still trying to figure out what to do. His new um, thing too is he he wants more time to decide. He says that about everything. Like, what shoes are you wearing? He goes, um, I'm going to need more time to decide. (laughs) So so polite. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Very good. Uh, All right. Well, now that we've established where our Augusts and our falls are heading, let's talk about what's going on right now in the news about Star Wars. Yeah. the resistance guys ahsoka herself rosaria dawson (laughs) shared an instagram post of the yeah of the presumed casting announcement it's very confusing but look she got on her Instagram. She posted an image on her story, her official story, and it was a screenshot of the comic factor who it isn't really like a source. It was just a fan using another source. You know, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of confusing. But anyway, the post was uh, that Mina Masood and Lars Mikkelsen are reportedly joining uh, the Ahsoka series as Ezra and Thrawn, respectively. That was the report. That was the um, exclusive, if you will, from that trade. But the reason it blew up out of nowhere was because you're having an official cast member say, yes, the best news ever. (laughs) You know, I'm excited to work with these uh, characters and, and all this. And everybody's like so is this real or not john um i sent this over to you probably first and i was like i haven't checked if it's real yet and then we were both like at the same time like it's real she did in fact post that so what were what are your thoughts on this here's the thing that gets a little mixed up Mm -hmm. and a little dark all right hey uh so she shared that but the text in the post is from someone else who tagged her. So that comment that says, yes, the best news ever. Yeah. I need my uh, BIPOC uh, representation in Star Wars. Can't wait to see my BBs thrive in Ahsoka as my favorite characters. Tags Rosario and tags Mina Masao. Mm-hmm. She just shared that. So she didn't comment on it. She just shared the post that she was tagged in. So that was a fan who wrote that. Yeah, and I think bad. people mixed up. I'm not saying you necessarily, but I think some of the articles. I yeah, made I, it sound I like, just saw that she posted it and was like, "Oh, yeah." Wow. Some of the articles I think said that she wrote that and she just shared it. So that almost lends credence to, "Oh, she saw this thing and a fan tagged her." So she, to be a cool celebrity, they she could play it off. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm bummed. I, 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 I'm bummed out if this is true because you know I've been pulling really hard for Taylor Gray, especially after we interviewed him and how much we can tell he wanted to do it. Um, and not, that's not not against Masoud, and we we've talked about that at length. Lars Mikkelsen, whatever. I feel like you can put a lot of actors and and make them thrown. I don't know that it has to be the guy who did the voice in Rebels. I don't necessarily buy that, especially if if you're getting rid of the voice of Ahsoka, you can get rid of the voice of Thrawn. You know, it's not a deal breaker. Um, but anyway, yeah, you know, 
if they if they get the roles good for them i'm not trying to toss any negativity towards them i would just hope taylor would get his shot um but i don't know like like i said i tweeted that you know rosario dawson has been in the game for a long time like 12 or 22 years you would think she would have some especially now being a part of star wars and, and understanding the severe ndas of star wars now she's been with them for a couple of years now that she would be a little more conscious about like oh should i share this <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what i mean so i, I you got to think maybe it is true and you know whatever if it is but it's just i find it funny that our biggest like Star Wars scoopers right now are Ewan McGregor and Rosario Dawson. Because you have Ewan <laughs> McGregor who got Pedro Pascal to admit that Mandalorian wasn't filming yet. And he's like, oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have Rosario Dawson's like, hey, I'm just going to share this to everybody and light the world on fire. Like, and write, she, like she basically wrote 5,000 articles by sharing an Instagram thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we wrote one of them too. But uh, it's, I don't know. It's interesting we should find out soon hopefully uh you know you don't have to keep this stuff a secret forever this ahsoka series has to go into production at some point especially if they um you know want to get it somewhat somewhat tied into what's been going on uh in the canon story so hopefully we find out and maybe this type of thing pushes it who knows i i think it'd be hilarious though if we find out that neither one of them are the actors because a lot of sources Mm-hmm. have been saying we have an insider who's telling us this and it's like that real brave source who waits till 40 people report it and then they're like i am also hearing this it's yeah. like no you're yeah. not yeah yeah chris farley outside of the school bus about miss vaughn no 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 i didn't no i didn't <laughs> so, so you know what i mean yeah so Lacey, we put up that the the poll about this too about uh do you? you oh, know, that was a good idea, James. Yeah, it was a good idea on your part to do that. Yeah, cool. Thanks. D- uh, yeah, do we? Do <laughs> yeah, you, cool. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Do you think that Rosario Dawson posting this con- is confirmation for you? And then it was like there are a couple different answers. Yes, it is. Maybe, but it seems strange. No, not until it's official. Kind of. Where do you end up on that? What do you think about her posting this? I'm the no until it's official, and the reasoning is because what John was saying about NDAs and stuff, like. This isn't Rosario's first project that she's worked on. I took this as she saw this as someone wanting it to happen and her knowing the importance of fan casting with her own role herself, that she took this as, you know what? That would be awesome if these people got cast. You know what? I would like to see diversity in Star Wars. That's how I took it. I didn't necessarily take it as her being like, yes, this is the truth. Um, Because of where she got her role from which was you know a boss logic photo art of her as ahsoka Mm -hmm. i could see her totally wanting to be a part of the star wars community and star wars universe online where she's like i'm hearing fan castings it worked for me i love it i'm totally on board if this is what you guys want and that's how i took this now i understand why people took it the other way of saying oh yes this is definite it's totally it was a mistake on her part because it is a crazy thing to share (laughs) But at the same time, I think with the way that she was so secretive about her role before they announced it um, and the way that she doesn't want to be on anybody's bad side, especially Disney and Lucasfilm, I took this as if someone called her agent about it, she'd be like, oh, I was just saying that, like, I love that fan casting and that she wasn't saying anything. Um, And that's how I took it. Because I really want Taylor Gray to be Ezra. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what it boils down to. But Small I think Rosario Dawson, there. I think Rosario Dawson is great. And I think she's super passionate about Star Wars and being Ahsoka. And she knows how her character is important to a lot of fans um, as a fan favorite, especially over the past few years, that she doesn't take this lightly. So I don't think that this was kind of just like her posting something being like, oh, this is what I, th- you know, mistake. Oops, my bad. I think it was literally her just being supportive of fans and mm-hmm. what fans want. So not realizing the implication of sharing something like this. Yeah, you actually saying that. So when I originally did this, I put my vote was maybe seem strange because I'm like, I don't know, this is it's hard to read. But you sure. giving your answer right there actually does make me lean on the other on that side of it that she's she did this because 
um, she's just supporting a fan and, and, you know, there's, there's some comments in there. Like I need my representation and Ahsoka's my favorite character. She might've even wants that skimmed too. Yeah. that and, and just loosely saw Ahsoka's my favorite character. The thing is, is like, you have to, you have to look at it at two angles. What, which one is more likely? Um, sure. and the one angle, uh, it being the situation is she saw this and she knew because somebody told her that these people were already going to be cast, which is, we, we know in star Wars, they keep things super secretive, you know? So we don't right, really know right. how much they tell, but maybe, maybe she did, you know, maybe they told her it's Mina, it's Lars. And then she saw this post and got confused and thought that it had actually been announced, so she posted this. I don't right. see that being a very logical step. That that she she knew inside information and saw this post and was like, "Oh, must be announced. Cool." But 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 it even says reportedly, which is not even like a fan saying, "Yay, it was announced," you know, or something like that. It even says reportedly on the thing, and she still reposted it. So then. The other version of that is there's a lot of like, wouldn't this be cool? I was fan casted. She has no comments on it. She reposts it. I saw just to find this. I saw her stories. She reposts tons of stuff. Everything. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. She's got tons of stories. So it wouldn't blow my mind at all to just be like, if she kind of looked at it and was like, well, I'm not, I'm not obviously not going to delete it or whatever, but I, I see how people are confused by this. Or and I they see love how Ahsoka. it's making Yay. the rounds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. My bad. I didn't mean to stir up anything here, but uh, I'm, I'm now officially on no, not until it's official. That that's my vote too. Yeah. But it, but it is quite an interesting story. I mean, you don't see that. Imagine every day. that power of just posting something on your Instagram and then all these people freak out and you're like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like in in any circumstance, that's a that's a big deal. Um, mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, Ewan McGregor, uh, you know, reposting like so and so is joining the Kenobi cast or something like that. It's like you're going to immediately just assume that's official. You know? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Quite the interesting story. Um, we have another one, actually, yeah. speaking of Kenobi, um, and that is that we might be seeing Inquisitors. Uh, and this is, of course, a rumor. This particular story is coming from Bestman Bulletin, who's done some stuff before, um, uh, a notable leaker. Um, and where this is actually coming from is citing someone inside the production company working for the series who has manufactured costumes and lightsaber hilts that definitely scream Inquisitors, and apparently there's more than one. Um, this also kind of lines up with a couple rumors that Sung Kang is going to be playing the fifth brother, so there's kind of some rumors there. Um, I don't know. I, I'm going to start with you on this one, Lacey. This is a rumor. I'm going to start with you, James. Why you don't start you start? Because your big thing with Kenobi that you were interested in is Inquisitors. Here's someone saying, yeah, there are. Yeah. I I look at this news and I see where they're citing it. And they say there, there's costumes and, and hilts that look like Inquisitor hilts and stuff. And I, I do get that. That makes sense to me. I'm, I can't validify the source or anything. But mm-hmm. uh, this does fall into that realm of safe bet. Um, this seems like something that Star Wars really likes. Uh, they like these these characters. They've shown up in books. They've shown up in animation. They've shown up in video games. They've shown up in comics. Uh, it doesn't surprise me at all that if you're going to bring in, um, if you're going to do the Kenobi series, uh, that this would be a perfect time to also bring in the Inquisitors, as they didn't seem to show up until Rebels started. So no, no, nothing Andor related there. Um, Kenobi would kind of be the one. So, uh, and then I don't know. It that just makes sense. So to me, I think this is a little bit of the safe bet thing. Um, Sung Kang playing the fifth brother. That's a little weird. I I still like the idea of the the break the fourth wall he's the pod racer i think that would be interesting me too Um, me too but if and and if he's playing a new inquisitor that's cool too uh i like fifth brother but there's something about seventh sister fifth brother being the rebels inquisitors i don't know i just say leave it at that make him a new inquisitor um if you want to go down that right but but i am totally down if kenobi does the inquisitor thing 
that I think that that sells that uh we're actually gonna talk about that later on the pod race but um that's gonna sell Kenobi for me in my opinion so now Lacey what are your thoughts I am totally on board with you that I think Inquisitors would be totally awesome in Kenobi and I think it adds another dimension of bad guy to that story outside of just Darth Vader and obviously the Empire but um I I agree with you I don't know about the fifth brother I don't know if that would be worth telling that story but I do like the idea of it being someone we haven't met yet I feel like immediately with everything, and I always jump to Ray as a good example, Ray's mom, like everyone's Ray's mom. That's the immediate thing we do as Star Wars fans is we jump to that character that makes the most sense or like that would fit, um, which is smart. I get it. And it's fun to speculate. I just would love to see someone new. And I'm with you, James. I really want that Fast and the Furious kind of like little like nod wink that he's racing something um, because I love Han and the Fast and the Furious and he's... His character in that movie franchise is why I was so pumped that he joined Star Wars. Um, on top of now that we've last week we heard from him of how excited he was and how much it meant to him. Um, but yeah, I I think this makes sense. You know, Ingram Moses was seen with a lightsaber on her Instagram story. We're back to Instagram stories. It's like the news source apparently is Instagram. Yeah, seriously. Um, so I think it makes sense that they would be Inquisitors or that they're you know bad guys that would be cool i i i always want more bad guys so i'm on i'm on board with if he is an inquisitor but i wish he was just racing cars john nobody expects the star wars inquisition what do you think (laughs) i don't think i don't think he's gonna be an inquisitor but i would be shocked and maybe disappointed if there were not inquisitors in this show based on the more information we find out. Look at the timeline when this takes place. Look at the fact that Darth Vader is confirmed to be in this show. Like why, if he's trying to hunt down Kenobi, if that's part of this angle here or other Jedi during this time, why wouldn't we see Inquisitors? And it's just another easy opportunity to get Ewan McGregor beating ass with a lightsaber when it's there and you don't have to overdo it with him versus Vader. You know, and you could save the him versus Vader for the sixth episode and we could still get him doing like like we don't need to see you McGregor like chopping trees down with the lightsaber. We want to see him fighting people. And mm-hmm. who do you do that with? Inquisitors during this time. So it makes absolutely perfect sense for a lot of reasons. Uh, one being, obviously, like I said, seeing you McGregor just having some cool action scenes because I feel like a lot of people are leaning way too heavily on the whole mopey Obi-Wan thing. You're going to be very surprised. You're going to get some of that in this show. But they're not they're not gonna try to repeat the sins of seeing sad Luke. Like they're and I'm not saying they're just gonna make it all swashbuckling hero Obi-Wan, because you know, there are some things he's dealing with and there's conflict on you know, what to do with Luke, and I get it's gonna be a layered show. But you're gonna see Obi-Wan being Obi-Wan Kenobi in his prime, like still being Obi-Wan Kenobi and a wiser version of that Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. So uh, if Inquisitors have to be the folly to that, like like uh, like a jobber in wrestling, and and take the fault so Obi Wan can do some damage, I'm all about that, and it all makes sense. It's not you're not forcing anything in, um, and I'm just guessing on on Sung Kang not uh, playing one just because uh, I just I don't know, just a hunch. But mm-hmm. um, I also don't think it'll be a racer because I think that might be a little too on the nose. Yeah, though yeah. I do appreciate Never. that, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'd be, I'd be shocked if they weren't in. So this, uh, you know, this leak, you know, it, it may be legit for sure. I'm not trying to take anything away from anybody, but it seems like you said, James, one of those safe bet type of uh, things. I have a feeling what I'm about to say is when we finally see Kenobi, it will be a wasted opportunity. But <laughs> that being said, most of the time that we see the Inquisitors, they're involved with characters who don't really know them. So like take, for instance, Kanan. Uh, take for instance Ezra, you know Ahsoka. Yeah. These are uh, maybe Ahsoka, but these are generally characters who didn't really have any interaction with these people when they were Jedi. Any Inquisitor that goes up against Master Kenobi, you know the they when they find him, Kenobi is probably going to have a relationship or know who this person is. So the whole conversation of how did you turn out this way? So I have you know. You don't have to be like this. Well, true, but I'm saying like, 
he's 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 not going to want to just totally annihilate these guys. There's going to be some cool conflict, and we're yeah, going to yeah, get yeah. the. Uh, there's some story elements to whoever you bring in to be an inquisitor is not Joe Schmo action background character yeah, that you can just chop just their someone. head off. Yeah. You might actually want to put uh, an established actor in there who can pull off. Um, this character that for whatever reason like is going to have this really sad story of how the Jedi betrayed them and they didn't have any faith in it anymore and now they're here to kill Kenobi and Kenobi much like he did Maul is probably just going to have to put this person down even though he doesn't really want to you know right they, yeah. they right. might play but, that or it, it, they could all it, you're right you're absolutely right I agree with you but it could also be a situation where Obi-Wan, because of his mistakes of the past, where he's maybe second-guessed things and maybe should have done things a little differently, goes by a more matter-of-fact approach where it's like, these guys get too close to like Luke or something, or he hears that they're coming after this kid, or like, whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. like, and He just like goes into a mode where he's like, I don't care what you used to be, you are this now, and I have to vanquish you. Yeah. You know? And I mean, that that plays into that whole thing that you've talked about before, John, is they probably wanted the mall thing to happen in live action and it never did. This kind of, yeah. it, it's kind of a similar story though. He knows this person, he doesn't want to kill him. He has to put him yeah, down yeah. because at the end of the day, Maul goes, you're guarding something or someone. And all of a sudden he recognizes Maul's going to figure out that Luke's a thing. So he switches his position and he goes into like the yeah. attack position. I have to do the hard thing now. So they could, they could totally play that route. Um, uh, and, and moving away from inquisitors, we've also got, um, Joel Edgerton who is, uh, you know, returning to the show and talking a little bit about, he was asked again, as he's doing some press for his, uh, movie, the green Knight that it just came out. And, uh, he was asked about star Wars and kind of gave this answer that I think we're all pretty well aware of. It's just like, why does star Wars have to be so secretive and how it's risky to kind of, um, tell the stories that you're telling. And, you know, these people who are now the storytellers and they hold the, uh, they hold the ability to, you know, create star Wars. Now, uh, they were the fans at one point, you know, so there's a pretty good quote coming from him. John, I'm going to actually start with you on this one. What, what are your thoughts on Joel Edgerton, uh, and his comments on keeping the secrecy? This, this is the same thing as what Sun Kang said about the fans are now the creators. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's funny. That's two people coming out of the show saying that. Uh, so there's clearly, you know, sometimes, when it you know you see like those documentaries where a director does that whole like powwow thing when they're about to start a production they're like this is going to be our rallying cry for the show like it seems like for the obi-wan series as far as the the crew and stuff goes like the theme is we we are the fans and now we are blessed to be able to make star wars and it's like that whole thing like i said last time like we, we don't want to be the ones that mess it up because we love it so much and i think that is a good way to keep people measured and keep them close to that, that tree that I'm always talking about. That is George Lucas. You got to keep one arm on the tree. And I do like what Joel Edgerton says here, but he's obviously in NDA mode now because when he was uh, campaigning to come back, if they were going to make this Kenobi series, he was very mouthy. He's like, I could see Owen fighting Obi-Wan getting into a fist fight, doing this, doing that. And now he's like, uh, yeah, got, got can't, secrets we gotta yeah, protect. <laughs> can't really talk about it. It's uh in the dark, as you know. Right, <laughs> series lockdown. But I, I'm so excited to see him because I love Joel Edgerton, and it's funny. Like when I had that light bulb moment after seeing him and things later on, they're like, "Oh my god, he was young Owen Lars." Because like in Warrior, like I I love that movie. If if people haven't seen that movie yet, him and Tom Hardy. It's like this, uh, these two estranged brothers and they're MMA fighters. Like, it's such a great movie. He's awesome in that. And he's going to bring it, man. No matter what type of role Owen has, it's going to be good because Joel Edgerton is just very... Or The Gift. You ever see that movie, The Gift with uh, Bateman? He, he plays like this real like sociopathic... You didn't like that movie? I don't like Bateman. <sighs> wow. Anyway. Interesting. And, anyway, all, and, and Joel Edgerton He sucks rules. in that movie, too, that character. He's obviously the bad guy. Who? Bateman. No, Bateman's. No. Not really. 
Yeah, he is. He's the guy who like teases him, and even though he's trying to be a oh, nice well. guy, he's not really a nice well, guy. Anyway, and he keeps my, egging him on. And uh, my, my 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 point is, yeah, no good. Uh, <laughs> Joel Edgerton, not the problem. <laughs> Joel Edgerton rules. I was hoping he'd come back for the longest time. I'm glad he is, and uh, he's keeping his trap shut. So good for him. He yeah. does, maybe he doesn't have Instagram. Maybe that's the thing, Lacey. I don't know. That could <laughs> be, Lacey. Why do you hate Jason Bateman? I actually watched Dodgeball the other night, and he is so good in that movie as uh, the other guy who pep- says cotton pepper or whatever. <laughs> cotton, yeah. cotton pepper. The the one where he's one of my favorite lines ever is uh, that's a bold strategy. Let's see if it pays yeah. off for him. I love saying that all the time to people. Um, I found this quote interesting at the end where he says to deviate too far from what you might expect could mean death by lightsaber and yet to not introduce surprises within that mix is death to creativity. Man, if that doesn't sum up Star Wars, then I don't know what does. Like the, hey, take risks, but not too many risks because then fans don't like it. But then they want new stuff, but they don't. I was like, wow, that's really well, well said. I also love that he said death by lightsaber, like way to work that in there. Um, no, it's just interesting to hear someone like John said that was so open about wanting to be a part of this and so open about being back in Star Wars or wanting to be back in Star Wars that for him to just be very like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to kind of say something, but not really like a very Mm -hmm. politician answer. It's just interesting to see as this process goes on that they continue to be very, very secretive. But I understand why he is in this paragraph, because He's basically saying, like, people don't want stuff spoiled. And I am a huge advocate of that, not getting spoiled um, with story stuff, because I want to experience the the characters and uh, plot lines the way they're supposed to be told to us and not because someone somewhere put it on Instagram <laughs> that right. they're in the show. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for him to come back. It's... The Kenobi show is definitely nostalgia filled. It's definitely like, oh, we're seeing all these people back in the roles that they were in. And what does that mean? And it's it's going to be interesting compared to like the Mandalorian and I guess Andor kind of, but not really. But I feel like with the prequels, people have such a very fond memory or very strong memory, whether it's positive or negative, of how they felt at the time when they watched them and their reaction to them and how they see them now, that they're going into this show with those feelings. So they have kind of like this uphill battle of it's either you're completely on board because you loved it or you're not really on board, but you just love Obi-Wan. So it's interesting to see that these people are all just so gung-ho. I'm excited to see what they do. But yeah, the death by lightsaber because of not being too creative but creative enough made me laugh (laughs) yeah it's uh it's interesting like you pointed out john that that this statement comes right after uh another actor saying very something very similar which to me means what they are repeating is something that on set a director uh a writer a showrunner something like that, gathered everybody up. They said, welcome uh, to day one of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And everybody, you know, cheered or whatever. And the speech from there was, we're we're lucky to have, you know, Hayden here and Ewan here. And it's crazy because every one of us are fans of Star Wars. This is a real thing. We're really doing this. I'm sure that was the speech. And it was moving and everybody was affected by it. Everybody that was on the set who's working on this project was affected by it. And then they're asked about press and they can't say anything. So they say they repeat that same sentiment that is absolutely true. You know, we're mm-hmm. all fans mm-hmm. here. It's it's crazy that we get to work with these people who brought legendary stories alive. Uh, the characters are back again. It's great. You know, it's just and you know somebody what? said that on stage and maybe it's Deborah Chow or maybe it's someone just who's who was involved in rounding everybody up and getting them Dude. prepped for the day, prepped for the shoot, uh, yeah. prepped for the series. You know, it, it's we, we see the examples of it working like the, the Halloween movie that Danny McBride made, like critics loved it fans loved it he was a massive halloween fan and he got it and it worked the cobra kai that guy's a massive karate kid fan i mean who would have thought we'd see ralph macchio and what's his name 
William Zabka yeah, mm-hmm. fighting William in 2020 on this hit show and about, killing it and killing yeah, it. And he was a fan <laughs> who's making that. It that oh, all right. We haven't seen it yet, but Jason Reitman, the son yeah. of Ivan Reitman, doing Ghostbusters. Right? That's a more of a nepotism thing. Fine, but he was a fan. He was in Ghostbusters too as a kid. So was his sister, and. People are like having some buzz about it, and he got the old original Ecto one, and he understands it. He got his, he, it's in his blood, and it's like th- that's Star Wars now too. And some fans are like, "Oh, we don't want fans making it because then it's just fan fiction and stuff." It's like, no, this stuff does work. Because sometimes the the original creators, and no offense to George Lucas, but you almost like lose sight of why you made something. And it's like when you say a word and you say it like fifty times, and you're like, does, "Is that even a word anymore?" You ever do that where you're like, yep. is that a word? That's how I feel like sometimes it is with these creators when they're around too long or like a musician who's been around forever. And you're like, Aerosmith is like, I forgot how to write a song. Let's just have someone else write our songs for us. And they, someone else writes an Aerosmith type of song. And it's just like this, like it can be good. And I think that's why the aesthetic of Star Wars looks really good these days. Like when The Force Awakens came out, everything like... JJ, big... He got into movies making because of Star Wars. Yeah. Like when we saw Chewbacca back, we're like, that's Chewbacca! Like I was joking the other day about my headcanon on our Q&A on Patreon um, about how like I feel like the episode three Chewbacca is not Chewbacca. And like you look at... When we first saw Han and Chewie walk on in that trailer, like that's... There's Chewie. That is... They got it. Like, you know? And it's those Mm -hmm. little things like that that keep you in the galaxy because you're not like oh wait a minute that i am watching a movie because that that doesn't look mm-hmm. like that the fans know and like we said you know the 501st and at the conventions the fans are so passionate about star wars and that's like the good side of fandom that you got to pay attention to like we really care about star wars and then we have these creative people who are very talented who are now in the mix making it and i think it's amazing john favreau being one of them feloni another so, all down the line yeah child let's go so i was gonna say i was gonna use that as a point too because you didn't mention john favreau and dave feloni but like that that to me is like even when fans disagree with it's like jj abrams fan of star wars doesn't understand it at all you know or whatever they they can hate against that it doesn't change the fact that what a fan wants is a good creator who does understand it um Mm -hmm. that is ultimately the goal like if you it's not that it's generally not that people want star wars to just be dead like stop making it they want it to keep going, but they want the right people to handle it. And it's always a debate of whether or not you trust that person. And and I think mm-hmm. that Mandalorian was probably more universally loved and it's one of the more universally loved properties in recent times and recent Star Wars uh, yep. to, to come down to the thing where you look at it and you say like, well, these guys get it. I want Filoni to work on stuff because he gets it. You know, I want Favreau to keep working on stuff because he gets it. Like he puts the the ice cream machine in there. Yeah, he gets it. You know what I mean? Like, right. That's what you want. So yeah. Um. So all of this stuff makes sense, and we just have to hope. I mean, we've seen Deborah Chow work in Star Wars before, and it was good. Um. You know. So now that she's taken on a bigger property, let's just hope that. Uh, under her direction it continues to be something that we go yes deborah chow she gets it she was a fan now she's a creator keep her in star wars you know give her more stuff to do uh, that, that would be the ultimate goal to end up with this series um and speaking of ultimate goals too um sometimes it's hard to make a character look <laughs> uh young again right uh and they might not be running into that issue anymore considering uh popular deepfake artist uh Shamook <laughs> if you want to go to his YouTube page or their YouTube page I don't know if it's a guy or a girl but they uh Shamook was recently hired brought on uh to work for ILM Industrial Light and Magic uh as they stated in a, a post on their Instagram That's so crazy yeah, so uh, this this person did um, a version of the Mandalorian deepfake where they, they made the Luke that shows up in the show better by doing a deepfake on top of that. When we had Hal Hickel on the show, Hal kind of explained, you know, 
Deepfake is a, a really cool technology. It's it's new AI. It's new interesting. Generally, in his opinion, when it comes to the deepfake stuff, these guys are kind of working off the already existent uh, character that we've created. Uh, but uh, after I posted this news and posted that clip, how responded to us, um, he responded to me online and even said, well, here's the thing. I was talking mainly about the recent past there and the phenomenon of deep fakes, fakes being run on top of our finished work, etc. However, in terms of the future, AI is mm-hmm. going to play a large role in many aspects of visual effects, you know? Right, right. Um, yeah. So he, beyond just the, the facial stuff, he talks about, he continued on there about like green screen and other th- aspects of AI. Obviously, this guy knows what he's doing, and they brought him on to be like, hey, maybe instead of putting your work on top of what we've done, let's work together. Let's let's maybe make an outline. Let's see if we can deep fake uh, or have a couple different options here, see what works the best. Uh, and he got himself a job. It's like Rosario Dawson being fan casted. This guy, as a fan, <laughs> did some work and got a job, and now he's working in Star Wars. So it's kind of a it's kind of a cool story. Lacey, I'm gonna start with you on this one. What are your thoughts on Shamook being uh, brought on to work in ILM? Well, I don't want to throw you off, but I actually want to hear your thoughts first because I know you were really into the Corridor Crew. Is that what the name of them? And you had brought that up with Hal when he was here. So I want to know first what your thoughts are because you're the one that was kind of just like, they can do crazy stuff now. So the fact that they're bringing someone in from that side of things, especially YouTube, Mm -hmm. must you must have been like, I saw this before it was a thing, you know? Yeah, it's... To me, it's interesting because my statements, my thoughts on it that I was like, I I put out a thing and I was like, well, more thoughts on Monday's episode, you know, my my original take on this was going to be, I don't, I think this person is being brought on as a consultant to maybe take a look at this, maybe given some extra assets, they could come up with some cool stuff, but this isn't the future. And I, I had felt that uh ilm had been working towards using a lot of different technologies to bring uh leia uh to life not because she died but you know a young leia uh bringing back tarkin you know now luke and there's a lot of technology that they were doing that was not deep fake this free open source software that anybody can download you know it just seemed like ilm was above that and so when he got hired my thought was that this person's a consultant. This person's just being brought on to take a look at things, maybe give some suggestions, another look around. But this is not uh, this is not the future for visual effects. And how kind of put that to bed for me? He says, uh, no, in the future, absolutely. AI is going to be a big component. That was before, he didn't say it, but that was before we hired this guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, that was before yeah. somebody, uh, maybe even ahead of him, said, uh, no, I think that this actually is the direction that we're going to go. Um, so maybe that is the case. And the, uh, I'm, I'm looking for it now, but the... The actual title of the uh, job senior that he got. Senior facial compositor, got right? Say it again. I think it's senior facial compositor. I thought there was four words. I'll, I'll find it here in a second. But Something like that, though. Yeah, the, yeah. the point that I was going to make was he's got <clears throat> senior in the title. <laughs> you know, it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't consultant. It wasn't hired uh, guy to look over stuff and give his <laughs> opinion. He, uh, he doesn't have to worry about keywords anymore. Let's yeah, exactly. He, he got a senior position, and uh, that's a big deal. So it really did make me feel like this is probably the direction. Uh, that they're going to, or at least one of the directions. It's good to have two choices. He's being brought in to be part of the the mainline uh, process of de-aging and creating character creation in the future. This it's, is, it's neat. It's cool. It's it's crazy, and it's like the advent of how the internet brings people a lot closer to things that were way beyond their reach before we had that ability. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like someone being really good at drumming in rock band being like and like the rolling stones being like uh do you want to be in our band like oh. it's ilm dude yeah like, the kings of all time of special effects are like oh that youtuber uh yeah we're gonna give him a senior position at our company yeah it's like doing vocal covers and then the band sees it and you get brought like in the as the lead star. singer yeah yeah 
yeah it's insane it's absolutely insane but good for this guy because honestly you know no offense to Hal because he, he said like well it depends on your point of view which one you like better the deep fake stuff did look better um, mm. and I know I'm I'm not talking about the ones where they were done over Hal's work. I understand that. He he's absolutely right, of course. But the ones where the guys did their own who are the other guys who did it? Um Corner Crow. Yeah. I thought that was better than what we got no in way. Mandalorian. Absolutely yes. not. It, I loved yes. it. I love Corner Crew. And but I, I went back and rewatched the video and looking at it, I'm just like, it's not. It's not better. I it Mandalorian looks a little is better. Off. It looks a little It doesn't off. look like it doesn't well, so look does, like Luke so does to me. the real one. You know? and, and no, and I, I guess I agree with that. I'm on the side of I like what they did, and I had no problem with it. I think. Oh, me too. Yeah, just saying. No, I'm not saying you did. I'm saying I think the reaction of Mandalorian that I saw that morning at 3 a.m. was everyone being like, "Oh, it was cool that Luke's back, but it looked terrible," or "Oh, I didn't like how it looked." And I can't help but be like, guys, think of where we were five years ago with special effects, like to now. And I think sometimes people take those things for granted a little bit yeah. and they're like, oh, this isn't exactly Mark Hamill. Like, what did you <laughs> what did you expect? Right. <laughs> like, but I think it looked really good as always. We always talk about this in the show with special effects is like the eyes are a little off. And I think that's usually what tips you off because eyes are like the hardest Uncanny thing to Valley. animate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're the hardest thing to animate. So but I agree with James. I think looking side to side, side by side with these things I think theirs looked more real than his did. His looked like a deep fake. Now, he did an awesome job putting Harrison Ford over Alden. He's done a ton of different ones that you're like, wow, that looks insane. Um, But I think, like John said, the, the thing for me, which was the coolest, is that this is someone that clearly had a passion for this, that clearly loved doing it, that had, like Star Wars, obviously... And they took notice. And that means that they're always watching. Ooh, like they always see what fans are doing and what fans are talking about. And the fact that they're willing to say, you know what? It isn't 100% where we want it to be. And his isn't 100%. But if we work together, we can get 100%. It's just really, really cool because I can't even imagine what they're going to come up with together if his was great in certain ways and theirs was great in certain ways. Now, if you put it together, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be epic. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely some weird things here. Like, for instance, like I've seen a a deep fake of Leia, you know, in Rogue One and deep fake of Tarkin. And in some cases, I look at those and I go, it looks like I can tell that they're deep faking it. But there's an argument to be said that, yeah, maybe it does look a little bit more Leia. Maybe it does look a little bit more Tarkin. Um, The Luke thing, though... Did not really? it to to me when I saw the deep fake e- even the actual deep fake uh, on top of the work, I I was still with Hal on that when he was making that point that I go, uh, it's different. It's not better. Uh, I see mistakes there. Just, it's just the same another as I option, see. Yeah, yeah, it's like another option. Yeah, um, the one that I really don't like, and this is weird because I think it's actually the one that I feel like is the most. Well, I don't want to say most believable. But I, I kind of get it, and I know why they would do this. Is right. the the Harrison Ford Alden one? I look at that and I go, I didn't yeah. like that. I was like, you know what? I thought it was cool. It's cool, but I don't, I don't want that. I, you know mm-hmm. what? If if this was, if I lived in a world where Solo didn't exist and you just told me this, then yeah, maybe I'd buy into it. But like yeah. having got the performance that we got out of out of Alden. And then looking now, they like they took that performance, and now they're putting something over it. I don't know. Something about it just kind of feels weird. Uh, and I'd almost rather than rails. just recast, right. you know? Right. When fans are like, "This is what they should have done," I'm like, yeah, in the movie, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> I understand, like one scene. If you're gonna do that for a Tarkin. But yeah. you're talking about the lead in a movie. You're gonna deepfake. Like, get the hell out of here. Like, what? That's where it gets too. Like, of course, everyone's always got to take it one step too far. It's well, that's like, a, that's the. I thing wouldn't is- say it's better. I would say it's cool, and I get why you did it. Like when they did Robert Downey Jr. and Tom Holland as uh, Marty McFly and mm-hmm. uh, what's his name, Christopher Lloyd. So it's like, yeah, it's cool. 
does it look right no but it's cool <laughs> yeah but it's I, I think yeah i'm on your side guys <clears throat> when you when you see the people that are like this is clearly better is it is it though yeah. like, it, it, it is weird though as we get into the age of this being possible we start to run into that like um uh not really blade runner but more like um ready player I mean, blade one runner did have its moments yeah well, what no, what actually what I'm saying is like this world where we don't embrace new actors anymore because why would why would we do that? Why would we hire right, somebody for right. a movie when and and Harrison give these Ford new can be acting, alive forever. Cuz we can yeah. just put Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. We, and he's been dead for 80 years. But we actors can just put 80s like, act, signing we can put, things that say exactly. studios can they're going to sell their likeness for like billions of dollars for yeah. the next 100 years. Yep. So that Warner Brothers owns Arnold for 100 years Correct. and his kids get the money or something. And it's and it's crazy because you know the, That's scary. And the further you go down it, you think pay, this guy isn't bills. even aging out of or this person isn't. I mean, they died, but we can still go back and use their likeness and stuff. And there are real people who now don't have acting jobs because who would watch that movie with that unknown actor when you could stick? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Antonio Banderas or something yeah. in the movie. Uh, so it's like the golden age of of uh, actors is already is already here or already passed. Uh, right, and not to get too weird with it, but the thing that everybody's kind of worried about is, is uh, what videos can they fake, deep fake? What ones can they fake that aren't real that people will be- will believe are real? Whether it be yeah, you know, behind the scenes footage or inappropriate videos, right. stuff like that. Like, I- what kind of stuff can be faked like that that can cause huge repercussions outside of just saying hey i'm seeing harrison ford in this new movie that's coming out in 2175 yeah i i I watched a video once where they were talking about how they don't really fear deep fakes and people being able to do that stuff because it's we've already kind of entered that age because we've been able to fake photos for a long time and now people it's true photos some photos convince people but a lot of times we've just kind of learned like well they double check yeah yeah that could be fake like it looks fake to me like we've almost learned learned a little bit like that if that doesn't seem like a real thing we can fake audio as well we can fake backgrounds and stuff and people just kind of right. work around that stuff so, so yeah. video and facial recognition is not that crazy but um yeah we uh i mean man jam-packed week uh of of news uh, a couple other things just really quick to mention um there is a, a rumor that extractions uh the the movie the netflix movie extractions Sam Hargrave and the legendary DP Dean Cundy. Kun- Is that right? How say? Be careful, James. Yeah. Um, they might actually be working on the show, uh, The Book of Boba Fett. And that comes from a report uh, from the Ronin, uh, who's actually saying, you know, it, it's not that far off. These guys have worked on uh, the, the first series stuff, and they've yeah. had a, a bunch of other things. Um, so it doesn't seem that crazy, but. We got a we got a report a while back, uh, you know that Bryce Dallas Howard and John Favreau and Dave Filoni are returning, and Robert Rodriguez. All those were to be expected, but we didn't get any new names. This these might actually be the new names, so kind of pay attention uh, there if you guys want to go look at that rumor that's on uh, Star Wars News Net. You can read the article about it a little bit more. The only other thing that we got going on right now is that Out of the Shadows came out, and I just want to give a shout out to uh, our book discussion videos and our what happened in. Um, you know, there's a lot going on in the high Republic right now. Uh, if you guys aren't paying any attention to, uh, the comics or the books or anything like that, uh, me and Kyle, we, we do that, uh, breakdown and we talk about this stuff and we kind of give our speculation. If you're not reading the book, go check out the, what happened in book, uh, and get caught up. Uh, there's other high Republic books that we did that for. So you can, in a matter of maybe like an hour run through all of them and get them all done and be caught up. And then you can go back and listen to our discussions as we talk about, you know, the future of where this is all going and how it maybe leads up to the acolyte and the Nile. And what, what does this all have to do with how we get to the Phantom yeah. Menace? There's a lot there. So guys go check that out. Um, as well as just yeah, the, all don't... the other comics too. You know, there's Marvel's Darth Vader and the war for the bounty yeah. hunters, all that stuff. It's all in star Wars news net guys. Sly Moore, check it out. Sly Moore making a big, big appearance. Oh, at yeah. a Vader comics so yeah it's revolutionary important. really if you ask me yeah 
Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, I don't. I I rarely read my Star Wars. So the what happened in, you know, and people say like, well, you're you're taking away, you know, purchases of the books. I was I'm not going to buy them anyway. So I, I'm staying up in my canon. Yeah. With the what happened videos on Star Wars and videos that James and Kyle are doing, so that I when I watch the acolyte because I'm a, I'm a Star Wars watcher, I know kind of what the deal is leading up to it. So mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Good job, guys. Um, Lacey, we've had a long episode, but let's uh, we got a couple yeah. more sections to get there. You want to tell, tell us about the Patreon pod race? Uh, first, I want to say, how is Slymore so amazingly awesome yes. that she went from just sitting next to Palpatine to she's leading the deals? <laughs> what happened there? But you can read about it on hey, Star Wars News. Anyway, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be pretty amazingly awesome to get up to sitting next to Palpatine in the first place. Right. I guess so. Right? I she's, guess a, so. she's a sly I one. Was, I was very surprised that that character was like the character in this comic that they were like, yes, she's Because they made coming. so many Vader comics they're like, we are, we're out of characters. <laughs> yeah. Just ne- next week it's going to be Masameda is going to but be it playing is in, cards. But it is cool that they are taking people from the prequels and, and other movies and connecting all the stuff together, yeah. which yeah. we will get to now in the Patreon pod race. <laughs> True. <laughs> so guys, it's time for the Patreon pod race. There's a lot of different ways you can support us. You can support us here on YouTube by following, subscribing, uh, which is the same thing because it's double <laughs> important. Uh, leaving a comment putting on the notification so you never miss any videos uh following us on twitter at rbatswnn or on instagram at the resistance broadcast um if you want more than that including uh you know polls and mailings discord access and weekly videos including live streams where we do q a's we watch along to the mandalorian and different movies um, just all different types of cool stuff. Starting at $2 a month, you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. It's the best way to support us outside of just sharing this stuff and telling people about the show. Uh, it's a, it supports what we're doing and what our plans are for this year, next year and beyond. And uh, just shows us like, hey, we like what you're doing. Here's some support. So this is the part of the show that we let our generals and spice runners be in the show by answering a question. So before I get to that, I want to say thank you to our generals. So thank you to Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, Oliver Lewis, Frank Grande, Hass, uh, Joe Ritchie, Darth Hurricane, John Twirlton, Nick Nick Kratz, uh, Christian Morales, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you guys so much as our generals and to our spice runners. Thank you, David Provis, Neil Shaw, Double C Chris, Kendall Gelnar, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, and Micah Harrison. Thank you guys so much for all your support. This week we have Mike, aka Darth Hurricane, making his debut in the pod race. And his question was, what is one thing from Obi-Wan Kenobi series that if it happened, the series would be a win for you on just that alone? Oh. Darth Hurricane, take it away. Hey, TRB, it's Mike, aka Darth Hurricane here. Uh, I think for me to make the Obi-Wan series a win, it's all about connections to other properties within Star Wars. Um, They don't have to be in-depth. They don't have to be uh, in-your-face, but subtle references to a book, subtle references to the Clone Wars, subtle references to something that may potentially happen in Rebels. Just connecting all the little pieces that we have throughout the Star Wars universe that has been created uh, paying off for some of us that invested time reading books, listening to books, reading comics, watching the animated shows. Uh, that would be great. It'd be a payoff. Um, I would love ultimately to hear some sort of reference to Satine, a comment, hearing her name, a flashback, something with her would ultimately put it over the edge for me. Uh, and But ultimately, it's all about continuity and connection to the rest of the Star Wars universe. Nice job, Mike. Love your tattoo. I also love just how chill you are. Like, really good vibes. Uh, John, what'd you think? A veteran presence uh, for a first Patreon pod race. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, good job. Filled the minute very well. I liked your answer a lot. Um, like you kind of said, like you, the best part of your answer, I think, for me, um, 
is you, you kind of like they need to walk the line the right way. And, you know, you don't you don't have to go too in depth with some of these things, but, you know, pepper it in. And I like that, you know, maybe mention Satine or Obi-Wan hears about her or, you know, something like that where it doesn't have to be this, you know, we don't need a whole episode dedicated to the past. Um, I think you're spot on there. I think you did a great job, Mike. Uh, and Darth Hurricane, and you've, you've been listening to us for a long time now, and you know I appreciate you supporting us so much. And uh, now you got to be a part of the show as as one of our generals. Can't thank you enough for the support. It honestly, support like that keeps this show going. That we're able to do it twice a week and spend this much time doing it. So uh, thank you so much, Mike. You did an awesome job. Great answer. I'm gonna pass the baton back over. Go ahead, James. The lightsaber. Yeah. No, great, great pod race. Uh, glad you were on the show. Uh, man after my own heart. I absolutely love it. Anytime anybody asks me, like, what is it about Star Wars that you like? My answer is always something along these lines. It's the little people. It's the references. It's the uh, the uh, times where they say uh, a throwaway line that has to do with a character that was in a book or a reference or something. And then, you know, you go on, on Reddit and people are like, check out this connection. And they put like two things side by side. And I, that I'd eat that stuff up. Um, and so I'm totally with you on that, that, that is the kind of thing that's going to really win me over on Kenobi as well. Um, I don't, I don't think they're going to do the Satine thing. We can have another talk about that somewhere in the chats, but, uh, but I don't know. Hopefully we'll see. We'll see what they do. Thanks, man. Thanks for being a part of the show, doing the, uh, pod race thing. It was awesome. Yeah, the Satine thing is actually the little note that I kind of thought of when Mike was talking about it because there's so many people that want it to happen. A reference, mm-hmm. a flashback, something to bring up Satine just so that there is that kind of activity. But I'm with you, James, and I think John said this too. Like, I don't think they're going to bring her up, but if she does, I'm going to be pumped for everybody that's pumped. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. be so excited for you guys if it happens. <laughs> Um, actually your answer Mike made me think of James because James was a big person that said, uh, he wanted Kaz from resistance in, at the end of the rise of Skywalker and two Mm -hmm. seconds of seeing him on screen would have connected that show to the rise of Skywalker directly. And like given that little shout out and other stuff from the books leading up to the rise of Skywalker, like it just is that hashtag missed opportunity that you Mm -hmm. could have had if you threw those characters in there, even if it makes the show get it relevant you don't get it. yeah it just someone somewhere will be like haha and i think marvel does that really well not to throw marvel back in our episodes but um but yeah thank you so much again i loved your tattoo you have to tell us in the comments what it is because it looked very cool um but thanks for being a part of the resistance and now we're gonna head back to john all right and uh i wonder if michael has any broccoli in his tattoo and our <laughs> Our admirals and generals will know that based on our monthly Zoom calls that we do, where we talk about. Actually, we always talk about food on those. So I'm hungry right now. Enough. To be honest, and Mr. <laughs> Mr. Darth Hurricane was quite the proponent of broccoli. Um, all right, so that kind of takes us towards the end of the show here. Um, so we can pretty much close this thing out. Yeah. Um, thank you to everybody for listening and watching, being a part of TRB. Uh, like Lacey said, all that stuff. Subscribe, share it. All the good stuff. Patreon, absolutely. Uh, and as James said before, StarWarsNewsEnd.com. Not just for the reviews. Also, all of your Star Wars news. All the stories you got today from us came from our site, StarWarsNewsEnd.com. Uh, we, we get it all. Sometimes we have scoops, but we kind of get it all in one place for you and write it up nicely. So every morning when you eat your Cheerios or whatever you eat, you can get up to date on all of your Star Wars news, StarWarsNewsNet.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey, writing and editing at StarWarsNewsNet.com. And uh, my other movie podcast, just like the movies with my buddy Mike. Uh, every other Tuesday, we talk about an old movie. We recently did The Rock. Next up is Tombstone, Huckleberries. Uh, so James, where can people hang with you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks, as well as the book discussions that we talked about earlier and uh Pat batch reaction show every Friday. So there you go. We're actually closing in on the end of the Home series. Stretch. Yeah. yeah. Not series. How many more? Season. Season. Yeah. At this point, uh, t- two more episodes, I think. Whoo load. I have a couple to catch up on. But mm-hmm. uh, very good. All right. Uh, Lacey. People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin and eventually in September doing all the vision stuff. Oh, yeah. Whatever that yes. looks like. So there's and, that. In, in between sessions of buying Halloween decorations, right? That stuff comes in 
mid-August, so I'll be done oh by then. Oh, my God. Spooky. We're getting into Christmas once you get towards the end of September. What's you see? Yeah, we have to make bets on what store is going to turn into a spirit Halloween Oh, shop. but there's Hallmark Hexical. movies that come out in the fall. There you go. Fall Fest. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. So we will be back with you all on Thursday where we're going to shift gears a little bit and have a little bit of fun and just do some bold predicting of things that uh, probably won't happen, but would be cool if it happened in the book of Boba Fett. So enjoy your weeks and we'll see you Thursday morning right here on TRB. See you around, kids. <laughs>